hope so too. <laughs> and I think we are live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. And today I am joined by Courtney Riley from Proximo Marketing Strategies. Hello, Courtney. Welcome. Hi, Stefan. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and sharing today. Yeah, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, besides a little bit of technical issues that I have, how are you doing on your end? I'm great. It's Friday. I'm grateful, grateful to be here. Good day to do an interview. Yeah, ending the week on a high note, let's say. <laughs> okay. So, work me. Our audience is always curious about the story of a CEO and a founder of a marketing agency. How it all started? Where did you learn the craft and where did you begin building your agency? Yeah, I'd love to share. So uh, I, I probably have a non-traditional start and I'll give you the nutshell version. And uh, okay. So I actually went to school for criminal justice and pre-law. I uh, was aspiring law degree or law student, and I uh, took up an administrative role at a medical practice. It was a dental office, and I thought it would be a short-lived uh, gig, and I ended up there for several years and um, transitioned through a few roles and ended up running their marketing department. Um, they're now a multi-location, multi-doctor practice. but. Uh, you know, it was a, definitely a different track than I was on, but I believe it was one carved out. And um, so I'm doing something different than I, than I thought I would years ago. But that's how I got my, my start. Um, I started networking for that dental practice and I joined a group called Business Networkers International and did some other networking uh, groups. And I really learned the power of relationship marketing and carving those relationships out and serving people. I began to have members of the groups I was in ask me to freelance some of my services out on the side and that took off. Um, and uh, I founded the business actually with two partners. Uh, they're no longer part of Proximo, but we worked together to really bring to life what we conceptualized was the alternative to hiring an in-house marketing director I, uh, you know, I found that as a full-time marketing director for this practice, I was still limited to my skill set, right? And I was skill still limited to my own passions. I really believe um, each of us have individual gifts and talents and passions. And so uh, even though I could do a variety of things, there were still things we outsourced. We still had someone managing uh, Google AdWords at the time. We still had someone that was the tech side of it, because like I told you earlier, Stefan, I am not the tech one on our team. Um, so I, I saw that and thought, what if companies, um, especially companies that maybe weren't at a place where they wanted to bring someone in full time to manage marketing, um, or maybe they were, but they thought then I'd still be limited to this one person's bandwidth, one person's skill set, one person's uh, passion and gifts and talents. And so we wanted to give them the option to have an entire team uh, on the ready and managing all the pieces, moving pieces um, of their marketing and doing it in unison with each other. And uh, and that's what came to be. And of course, over the years, we've morphed into many different versions of, of what we are, but um, that's how we kind of got our start and into where we are today.
and I should unmute myself, of course. That's, but um, yeah, that's that's a great story. And and you tell it like you're really doing everything for a company. But the most important thing that that you talk about as well is the strategy, right? That's where the name Proximal Marketing Strategies comes from. What what makes the strategy so crucial for for a company that wants to onboard you guys and that says, okay, here you can do our marketing. And, but then you come in and you say, wait a minute, but first of all, the strategy, right? Yes, yes. So I'm, I am, like I said, not the tech person on the team, but strategy is my jam 100%. Um, super passionate about it because I've seen a lot of businesses that lack that. And unfortunately, even a lot of marketing firms, um, they're transactional based. So what happens is a, a client comes to them and says, you know, I need SEO or I need the website to do this or I need this on social. I need to be on these platforms. And really, the business owner doesn't know what they need strategically. Um, they're kind of guessing. They think they need to be everywhere in front of everything. And, you know, a lot of times that business owner is, you know, they're operating in their own industry. They're a doctor or they're a hairdresser or they're a baker. They're not a marketing strategist. And so I always feel like it's unethical to to provide services, marketing services based on clients' direction instead of giving that strategic guidance. It's kind of like I, I use a scenario like a doctor, right? If you're sick, hopefully you don't go to the doctor and say, well, I need this antibiotic and this medicine and this medicine, right? And if you do, hopefully he doesn't write those for you. But you know, what a doctor does is you come to them with a problem. You're not really sure what you need. You might have an idea. And you, based on their professional expertise, uh, they assess the full body, what's going on, and then they strategically recommend what you need to get the results you want. And that's where marketing strategist comes in. I think that's why it's vital. Um, a business owner should be operating in the space that they're gifted and talented and passionate about, not trying to direct all the marketing pieces. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like nowadays you can learn how to run AdWords campaigns. You can, uh, you know, as we have younger generations coming into the workforce, they grew up on social media. You know, that's not, it, people can learn a lot of these things. There's website platforms to build your own website. What is key and different in working with a, a firm like ours and doing it yourself or freelancing it out is that strategy. It's the backbone to make sure you're doing what you need, when you need it, that there's accountability, um, and that it's all guided. And, uh, and like I said, a business owner shouldn't have to shoulder that. Uh, they should be doing their business. Yeah, exactly. Although that a lot of business owners that I've talked to these last couple of weeks and months, they feel like they don't have time for that. They, they feel like, okay, just just do it, you know, just launch those ads. I just need more leads. Give me more more exposure. I don't I don't want to think about too much about the strategy. And if it doesn't work, well, we'll do something else, the next shiny object, you know. Maybe it's Clubhouse, maybe it's YouTube, whatever it is. But this is definitely something that I have learned as well. Like once you really start thinking about the strategy, once you start to allocate time on that. That's where you discover, like, wait a minute, I've just done all of that, wasted time and money, and it was actually a whole other thing that I needed. So what, what would you say, Courtney, yeah. to, to them, like, I don't have time for this? 
well, they shouldn't have time for it. They should be busy growing their business and running their business. I think as a business owner, you know, um, there's an, a skill set that we have that we're operating within, but then we're also the visionaries for the company. We are the torch leaders. And if you have a team, you're the team leader and you should be pouring into and loving and uh, supporting and growing your team, your client base, um, pouring into that work, leveling up the work that you deliver. You shouldn't be spending time on uh, to trying to do the marketing. Um, you should be operating in your wheelhouse, doing what, you, what you're called to do. Mm. So, how does it typically look like when you come into a company or when you see everything is like on fire? <laughs> what is like the first thing <laughs> that you try to fix? Yeah. So pause, time out, take a time out. And yeah. I think that's the hardest one to swallow because a business owner in the fire is usually the last thing they want to do is pause. Um, but we always start with strategy. So I, I no longer will work with a client uh, if they call and just, you know, I, I think I need SEO or I think I need this. Well, we need a strategy. We need to develop a plan. So we need to know who we're speaking to. What need are we filling? How are we uniquely positioning ourselves in the market? And then if we're going to launch these initiatives based on that plan, what's how are we going to measure them? Because um, you can't manage what you can't measure, right? We set realistic goals. So I start with strategy. Uh, over the last year, maybe a year and a half ago, we really revamped the way the structure for how we work with clients. And I think it's uber unique and I, I love sharing it with people. Um, so we only offer, we work with an, in all inclusive packages. So what we do is we have clients that come to us um, that want to work with us. Of course, we start with strategy and then we carve out a flat uh, rate that they pay uh, monthly. It doesn't change regardless of what we're working on. And it includes whatever they need throughout the course of time um, to achieve whatever results we're strategically shooting for. So if they need video to support a campaign that we're launching, if we are going to uh, launch some new ad campaigns, if we're going to have uh, splash pages, revamp some um, copy, if we're writing press and we're doing a big press push, video, whatever it is, uh, it's it's based on what that client needs and what they need to get results. It's not based on what we sold them, what their pockets can cover, mm -hmm. um, you know, when their budget rolls over. Uh, I just got so kind of tired, um, you know, and it took me years because we're 10 years old and this is a, a newer structure. But I got tired of sitting across the table from a client and doing taking the traditional approach, which is, all right, you give me your problems and I will give you the solutions and here's the price tag that we're gonna mm -hmm. you know, exchange that under. Because I, I really wanted to sit on the same side of the table as the clients. I wanted to, um, I mean, my philosophy is I wanted to love them, but you know, I, I think if you're not into that jam, it, maybe it's, I wanted to do right by them. I wanted to do business ethically. And that's to sit on the same side of the table with them lay the problems out on the table, find solutions with them and guide them through it. And the all-inclusive uh, packaging really lets us do that because we, you know, we set that and then we don't have to be revisit pricing. We don't have to work it into the budget. We don't have to um, cause them additional stress and pressure trying to figure out how they're going to afford this new set of videos that they need or this new ad mm -hmm. campaign. Um, we really walk that out with them and and it lets us just focus on them, what they need, and getting those results. And 
I love it. The clients we have love it. And uh, it's been phenomenal. Yeah, I can see that it's definitely different than most of the other agencies that I have seen and I have worked with as well. And getting on the side of the customer, I would say is really important. You say we want to love the customer, which is the same as everybody should be doing, you know, serving the customer, making sure that you give them what they need, not just what they want or what they can afford. Because if you're just looking at the price sometimes, well, I, I've spoken to business owners that said, we've gone through three marketing agencies and none of them brought us results. They just didn't know us. But that, that makes me think like, okay, either maybe it was a budgeting problem and the agency didn't want to put in the work or the agency didn't want to know more about the customer, right? So it's well, important. It's in a lot of Right. And a lot of agencies are set up very, and I think businesses in general, um, unfortunately, a lot of times are set up really cookie cutter like, you know, you, mm. you call and, and they say you get this for this, you know, we're accustomed to that. So we're accustomed to hearing like, you get five posts on this platform per week, and you get, you know, this many this run and, and, you know, it's again, it goes back to that doctor, does the doctor say, well, you know, you're going to get these three pills, even though you need 30. And we're going to just cross our fingers. That, that does the trick. And I just I don't think that that's an ethical way to do business. And so I refuse to do it. And uh, I I think it is a, it's refreshing. I think customizing, you know, we say we want people want customized. They want it made for them. And, and it's just like you said, they want to be it's a way of serving people. And um, someone once told me this need analogy. I, I was uh you know, when your kids are screaming for McDonald's every day and you give them McDonald's every day, you are not serving them. You might be pleasing them. They might be happy eating McDonald's yeah. every day, but they're not being served. And I, I think in business as leaders, as strategists, as consultants, as coaches, as as any uh, leaders in the business world, it's our duty to stand up and say, this isn't this might please you, but it's not going to serve you. And to be okay mm -hmm. with pushback. We're not supposed to be everything to everyone. You know, my clients want me to use my expertise to tell them, hey, that's, you know, great idea, but no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> you know, or this isn't the right time or, you know, that's not in line with where we're going. They need that. They need that. Yeah, and I think, I think it all comes down to you hire uh, an agency or you hire people because you don't know everything. You don't have all the answers. That's why you hire smarter people than you, so they can tell you what to do. This is also what yes. Steve Jobs said. And I believe in that as well. You need to have a great team around you that can help you build the company, right? And being not being afraid to push back is a big one, I would say. And not just giving them what, what they want, you know, but thinking like... Thinking with your customer, um, critical thinking, that's what I was looking for, like giving your customer what they should do, like even if it's hard, even if it's, and being adaptable as well as an agency. Even if you set up like some kind of campaign or some kind of agreement about a number that you want to spend, 
be adaptable, be agile. This is something that I advocate yeah. to, to customers, right? Be agile in what you do. If it doesn't work, do something else and stop thinking about your money or whatever. Just do something else because you're not serving anybody, especially not yourself, because the customer will not be happy and you will not be happy. Nobody is happy at the time. I think, and I think now more than ever, remaining agile is like a necessity. It's a, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a must have because things are changing. The way people do business is changing. The way we communicate is changing. The way we meet, how we work virtual, how we go to school, yeah. how we raise our kids. I mean, it's, uh, and it's different from what month to month, if not week to week. And we, you have to have a thumb on that and you have to have the flexibility um, when you're guiding a ship like that. And that's what, that's kind of what those packages, the, the all-inclusive concept is, is, you know, we're partnering in this so that we can remain agile and we can move and pivot uh, as we need to get you the best results that are going to serve you, which is getting you to that, that goal, not just please you by checking a box. I mean, do, I remember back when, back in the day when phone books were big, right? And um, it was, you'd get the, you know, once a, once a year they would reach out to you with like your, how it was doing and it was time for renewal and you knew it was time for renewal. That's why they were telling yeah. you. And, but they would come in with these reports and they would say, you had this many calls and this many, you know, and, and I still see that, unfortunately. I still see businesses that are, they run metrics reports and they go, we have this many clicks and this many conversions. And I'm thinking, gosh, if I'm on the other end of that, I don't care if I have a thousand a day, 5,000 a day. If it's not turning the needle for me, if it's not getting me close yeah. to my goals, it's a fail. Yeah, and, and I literally had that conversation this week with a marketing agency that was helping us. And, and they said, like, yeah, but uh, your numbers are going up. Your click-through rate is going going up. Uh, and um, But, yeah, you don't get any leads. I'm sorry. But your numbers are going up. It's like, yeah, but uh, who cares? <laughs> I don't get any leads. I don't well, get any about, phone calls. How about, your, how about you're getting leads and they're, they're trash leads? How about they're... You know, yeah. you're getting all these the the calls or the form fills. I mean, they're conversions, but are they ones you even want? I mean, it, you have to know your customer. You have to know what they want, what they need. There has to be a strategy and a plan um, because otherwise, things like this you miss. You just look at conversion numbers. You just look at the numbers, the, the and mm. um, you're not making sure that they're actually moving the needle, the bottom line for the business. So Courtney, tell me, has this been really a big shift for your company also in, in terms of growing and scaling? Is this what the thing that you makes you unique right now? Did you feel like this was a big boost for your company? Yeah, I mean, it was I, I say boost. We've grown. We've grown tremendously. Um, I think when the pandemic hit, especially. But I mean, uh, you know, you had businesses that unfortunately suffered. What we do for businesses is help them navigate turbulent waters of marketing world. And and so they were never more turbulent than when a pandemic hit and all of these things were changing. So business grew and our team has grown um, as well. But, you know, when I think of scaling, I my plan may not be as traditional as, as other marketing agencies in another sense. Um, 
in that I don't want to be the biggest. I want to do, I want to have deep rooted relationships with my clients. Mm. I want, um, I want to know my clients sometimes better than they know themselves as far as what they need and want. I want to, um, be a vital part of what they have and what they grow to be. And so if that means I have fewer clients, but deeper, um, you know, more uh, valuable and rich relationships, that's a win to me. Um, so it's, it's definitely that quality over quantity. And, and yeah, this, this restructure has um, played a big role in us getting uh, more of that moving in that direction. What would you say, like, once you decided this, was this also like a big mindset shift for you? Yeah, you. it's, I actually always wanted this. It was like in there, but how we were going to, I'm like the cobbler's kid. I think a lot of us probably are in the, in the marketing world, probably in the business world. I'm I'm the last one to get my website updated and the last one because I'm putting my clients first. You know, I'm I'm like, oh, we'll pause that. Let's finish this for them. This is yeah. more important. But um, so really sitting down to make sure that what I my mission was and what I the way I wanted to do business, making sure I was staying true to that for my own company. Um, that was what we did. So it was in there. Uh, but bringing that to life. And yeah, the mindset shift, I guess, was. Over the years, I mean, I think there are a lot of limiting beliefs around what you can accomplish, what you can achieve. A lot of us, imposter syndrome or um, what have you. And and it was, I'm a woman of God. I'm a faith-filled woman. And so definitely that pay, played a big role for me. And um, I believe in hard work. I believe in good, deep, rich, honest work. Um, so I'm not the one that will uh, pray and then sit back and, and not do anything about it. But I definitely acted in obedience, what I felt was obedient in, in restructuring this way. And then I trusted it and let it do its thing, even through the uncomfortable parts of it. And mm -hmm. watching that blossom hasn't just been amazing for me, but it, it's helped me carry that over to clients that I coach, you know, because I have um, some business owners that I work with through the same things I've gone through, you know, making sure they're true to their actual mission, that they haven't lost sight of why they started what they started, um, that they're not so head down in the weeds and in the thick of the business operations and the day to day that they've lost sight of leading and carrying that torch out into the world. So, yeah. That's amazing. That's I, I've never uh, come across like really a marketing agency owner that also was really so invested in, in the mindset of their customer. But it's powerful because mindset is everything, right? So yes. if you look back, like overcoming the imposter syndrome, what what helped you to do that? What did what? I It cut out, sorry. So what helped you to overcome the imposter syndrome? It was people doing exactly what I'm doing today. It was people that were kind of carving the path that were a little bit more seasoned in business than me. Um, people that I might have looked up to and thought they had it all together and had all the T's crossed and I's dotted. It was them going on public platforms or, you know, public to me and sharing the real nitty gritty, the I don't have it all together. I still deal with 
imposter syndrome. I still tap resources for this. You know, I have strengths and I have weaknesses. And it was seeing that they're human too. Um, you know, someone also once told me, they said, you, you don't have to know everything or you don't have to be an expert on all those things. You just have to be an expert to the person you're sharing with. I think there's always someone that's going to know a little bit more on a topic than you. I hope so. I mean, that's yeah. what makes life interesting and, you know, but you don't want to be the smartest one in the room. But at the same time, you know, the people you're called to pour into and to lead, to coach, to serve, um, there are many things that to them you are an expert and um, and you still have that ability. So I, I was people sharing the behind the scenes stuff, not the highlight reels and their you know, having everything all tied together in a pretty package. And um, it kind of gave me the, ah, okay, I guess, you know, we're all human going up the same mountain, just different journey, different paths. And and so I hope that do, that me sharing and uh, as I continue to share over the years ahead of me, that that does for, you know, a couple people watching as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important to keep doing that. It's also something that, sometimes a lot of young people disregard or they look like they just care about the shiny stuff what would you give a young a youngster that starting out a marketing agency as an advice like what he should he or she should focus on to make sure that getting over those roadblocks will be easier for them what what would you say yes well, can I give you two? <laughs> um, <laughs> I could give you 10, but I I would say number one would be the same thing I tell any, uh, it doesn't even have to be in marketing, just in general, um, starting out any type of business. Um, know what makes you unique and grab hold of it with both hands, both feet, bite into it, um, you know, get a hold of it and never lose it because I, it's we you don't want to aspire to fit in and be uh, like those that you admire. You want mm. to embrace what makes you unique because the people you're specifically called to serve, they need someone to show up with everything you have, even the parts you wish you didn't have. Um, they need you to show up real. They need you to show up and say, hey, these are my struggles and these are my challenges because then they can relate to you. Um, so really just owning that uniqueness and never losing sight of it, never getting so caught up in doing status quo and, and uh, checking the boxes that you lose it. And then, you know, for marketing, I guess specifically, but again, I think it carries over to any industry, your circle of people. Um, I cannot tell you how many times having the right people in my circle, having um, the right people in my tribe, uh, you know, resources, people that were not just better or smarter in an area than me, but they were passionate and gifted in that area. You know, I have someone that um, I lean on for financial uh, pieces and that's her passion. She eats, breathes, sleeps that. So everything she does that she, she's operating in a space that she's supposed to be in, it's always going to be top notch. It's going to be way better than if I try to, to you, you know, do my work in that area. So Find those people that love doing the things that you may not love doing or you don't feel called to do and then pour into them, share your gifts with them um, that, you know, have that build that reciprocity where they're 
pouring back into you. You're pouring into them. Help each other. Share your gifts and talents. And uh, because then you've got a powerhouse team, um, you know, even if it's if it's not a, an actual team, they're they have your back. They're on this journey with you. You cannot do it all by yourself. Um, you know, you and you shouldn't. You shouldn't because uh, you know we are called to a purpose, I believe, and we need to operate in that as fully as we can. Yeah, that's powerful indeed. I, I truly believe that creating your network and making sure that you have the support of those people is so tremendously important. Um, you also talk a lot about leading with love. And I, I really want to touch this uh, with you. Like, can you elaborate a little bit more of what do you really mean by leading with love? Yeah, yeah. Um, I love these topics. I'm glad we're talking about this. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's my my new personal mission, if you will, to just share this with more people. Um, it's really it goes back to the serving people. It goes back to putting everything we do through the filter or the lens of love, right? Of um, when we the way we price, right? Look at the the um, the all inclusive packages. I priced. I, I created my pricing structure through the lens of love. How do I love the people and serve the people on the other end of this in the best way possible? Um, I, I there's a, a book that I love. It's called uh, Love Based Copywriting. It's um, Michelle Ooh. PW, and um, she's got a series. But it it's again she writes about instead of fear based copywriting and a lot of the traditional uh, copywriting tactics that love-based copywriting. I mean, so you can write copy through the lens of love. You can pricing, you know, uh, revisit your pricing structure that lens. You can, you know, how we communicate, how we, so it, it's really just doing life, doing business through that lens of love, stopping before we create, create something and say, how do I best love on my clients? How do I best love on my people? How do I best love on myself, um, on my community? And running every decision through that. That's amazing. Yeah, that's that's cool indeed. Like going from that perspective is will bring you more than indeed just doing the, the plain stuff like everybody, like, yeah, throw out the big words and do it like that. And there is a shift happening. You see a lot of people also talking about just be authentic, you know, stop being somebody that you're not. It's not going to work and and it's not going to feel right. And if you're not feeling right, how can you even be uh, yeah, authentic to other people? They will feel it as well, even if you think they don't. If you, need, if you think, if you fake it, you will make it. Well, I don't think so. So You won't yeah. make it. You won't make it really far. Well, you won't make it really far because, you know, love. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I would say, like, maybe you will make something. But in the end, will it really feel right? Will you feel better? I, I don't believe that. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I have a, I have a um, business coach and sales coach that I absolutely adore, Michelle Pippen with Women of Wow, uh, Women Who Wow. And she said something the other day that really, like, struck me. It was a simple thought, but it was powerful to me. Um, and it was, you know, maybe you can create a business in that way, uh, you know, doing um, 
doing mm. things artificially or, or, or not the way you want them. Or maybe I think in her specific example, she was saying, maybe you can create this business where you hustle, hustle, hustle hard and never, but do you really want that life? I mean, mm. what if you do, what if you do become successful and you having to fake it the whole time? Like even if the money was coming in and the business is growing and thriving, do you really want that life? I mean, I know I don't. I know, you know, I, th I thought that was a, a valid point. Like we get to create the lives that we want. And if you're, you know, you're wearing that um, that face and, and trying to be something that you're not, hey, you're right. You might make it. You might pull the wool over a lot of people's eyes. You might, you know, just pull yourself together really nicely and, and make it in the sense of the world. But I mean, are you going to go home at night and feel fulfilled? Are you going to mm -hmm need to vacation away from your your life all the time are you going to dread monday cuz that's not a that's not a life operating mm -hmm. in your calling that doesn't feel good so yeah and also yeah. like yeah. that's not the way why you started an agency i mean i hope not uh, because if if that's the way that you're operating your business right now that's not not better than a 9 to 5 job that you may might have hated and you wanted to get away from that. Now you're just in your agency doing something you don't even like again. So it's no different at that time. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree with that 100%. So Courtney, where can they find you if they want to know more about you and Proximi, Proximo Marketing Strategies? You got it. Uh, ProximoMarketing.com. Uh, check out our website. We just uh, did some facelift work to it. So go see uh, some of our work. We've got a portfolio on there. Um, see who are twos on our team, what we believe. You can read a little bit more about my, uh, you know, love centric business model beliefs and leading with love. And um, yeah, I'd love to connect with anyone. I'm, I really do believe in operating our gifts and talents to serve the people we're called to serve. And mine is strategy. It's helping people find their purpose and step out of the chaos and into mm -hmm. that purpose. Um, and I'd love to be able to help anyone that feels called to do that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you, Courtney, for being here for the time and I wish you all the success with your business and in life, of course. Same to you. I'm really glad we connected. Thanks for having me. Let me share. Thank you. Thank you. See you, everybody. Till next time. Bye. Bye.